Oh, we are ready for the weekend championship week, concluding Selection Sunday, Sunday night. Welcome into the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It is college basketball coast to coast. I am the somewhat lucid. I got to admit, not very well rested. Host of the program, TJ Reeves. Too many late night basketball games and more to come. And we're glad that you're finding us however you did so on the podcast form, whether you found us through a social media link, whether you found us, uh, again, by subscribing, do that. Search for us on iTunes, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Or if you found us streaming on TuneIn, the, uh, the online Goliath for radio, we're right there for free. Search under College Basketball Coast to Coast. This show streaming all day, every day, top and bottom of the hour. It resets. We love talking college hoops, college basketball, coast to coast, all the way through the NCAA tournament. Selection Sunday night show coming, by the way, Sunday night to, to recap the brackets all the way through the NCAA tournament and we'll be live at the Final Four as well in New Orleans. If you find us on College Basketball Coast to Coast, the live channel, the live and live the tape channel on TuneIn, just search College Basketball Coast to Coast and we'll have a live game. Saturday night, Conference USA title game, automatic bid. This is the conference with Middle Tennessee State uh, with the likes of North Texas, UAB, automatic bid Saturday night, 8.30 Eastern time, 7.30 in Big D for the Conference USA championship game in Frisco, Texas. Somebody goes to the NCAA tournament right on the channel, college basketball, coast to coast on TuneIn for free. No subscription needed here at for free Saturday night on tune in all of the disclaimers out of the way we are ready on college basketball coast to coast for the weekend you heard that laugh my man ari russell my my brother for the last 20 almost 20 years of college basketball are we that old college hey, basketball hey. coverage ari russell is ready locked and loaded for the weekend he's in new york city where that little big east tournament's going on by the way his miami hurricanes alive as we head to the weekend and we tape they're in the acc tournament in brooklyn Coach Ari, we are ready mm. to go, my friend. Yeah. How you feeling? Oh, um, I, I, you know, a little under the weather, but getting better. Right in time. Right in the nick of time. I'm feeling oh. much better. Uh, okay, so speaking of feeling better, you got to be mm-hmm. feeling better, first of all. Let's just talk about your hurricanes. Your hurricanes <laughs> tried to give you a heart attack on Thursday at the time we're taping. Found a way to win. Last second driving lap. Did you come out of your chair and spit the beverage out as they put it in to win and make the semifinal game with Duke or what? No, I was screaming at the uh, turnover that uh, Wong had uh, one, of the, one of the previous possessions where I think he traveled uh, and lost the ball. And, and that was just like, what was going on? That, that whole game was kind of crazy because, um, you know, you had just Boston College had nothing to, nothing to lose. See, the, you know, that's the, the tough thing about these conference tournaments is that you have the, the favorite teams and the teams that only have to we have to go through and win the whole thing. So they're playing with the entire season on their back. And Boston College played relentless. And I tell you what, just Miami just didn't play great and uh, made some bad turnovers at the end, and and but made the play at the end to win the game. And I sent you the text that. though, brother. Survive mm-hmm. and advance. And, advance. and yep. they did that. And now they play Duke. And again, at the time that Ari and I are taping, and you may hear this later on on Friday night or Saturday as the show streams or the, or in podcast form. We don't know the result of the game. Friday night it's the first semifinal that's up they've already beaten Duke at Mm -hmm. Duke very Mm -hmm. interesting game to be in the ACC championship game for one of them on Saturday night quick thought quick 30 second thought I mean I don't know it's it's tough to tell they're not going to win if they play the way that they played against Boston College period uh but if they play the way that they played against Duke or the way they played against North Carolina they they got a shot look they they've got guard play they've got seniors um you know they've 
they've they've got a good balance and uh, they got a shot. Look, they play hard. They they play till every they play the entire game. They don't give up ever. So uh, you know they they come back from from big deficits. Um, so we'll see. I, I think they got a shot, but uh, you don't know. It's 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 a tough it's a tough call. I always love Ari Russell, including his baby and the baby's toddler in the background. It's not a baby anymore. It's yeah. toddler in the background. Yeah, I'm probably going to give noise. her some more Cheerios. She needs some right. Cheerios. The Hurricanes need a win. We'll see what the ACC does. Other semifinal, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech mm-hmm. may still need to win that game with North Carolina on Friday night. And again, you may already know if they did it or not to have an at-large case. If not, the ACC, maybe only three teams, Duke, Carolina, maybe Notre Dame, Miami, Miami probably in. Let's see what happens. Miami's in. They've got to be in. They're they're not in the algorithm. It's completely stupid. Uh, All right. Go Canes. We get it. We get it. All right. (laughs) Big East semifinals Friday night at the time Mm -hmm. we released the podcast. And, man, talk about screaming at the TV and throwing a beverage. Both Providence that had to rally to win on Thursday with Butler and then Friday – uh, uh, Thursday night, Villanova escapes on a huge rally against St. John's to win by one with the last second free throws down by one to make both free throws with two seconds left. Okay, so we get Providence and Villanova into the semifinals, but barely. Big East got to be happy with that. It is going to be some jacked atmosphere for Friday night and Saturday night, right? Well, absolutely. And I actually think the biggest reason why it's jacked is not because of those results, which are great. You know, it's all chalk, by the way, at this point in the Big East. Uh, but um, I think it's UConn. UConn mm-hmm. being there for, for, for a semifinal is huge. I mean, it was an abomination that they were out of the Big East for that period of time. Now they're back in it. And it's good to see them back on the map. And they're a tournament team, I believe. And, uh, yes. you know, I, I, it's good to see that they're playing in the semifinal. That, that's a big deal to have UConn. And they have a huge fan base in the area. So, so that's going to be great. They're very happy about that. You know and that. again, uh, Providence to play Creighton in the first semifinal Friday night as we're taping. You may already know these results as you listen later on Friday night and into Saturday. Providence looking to win the Big East tournament. They've already had the best regular season they've ever had. They never won 14 games before. They had never won the Big East regular season championship before. We'll see what Providence can do. But that UConn-Villanova game, or just a quick 30-second comment, going to be knockdown, drag out. UConn won the game uh, in Hartford a couple of weeks ago. Rematch tonight. Winner goes to the title game. You've been in and around these semifinals over and over again for us on college basketball, coast-to-coast, and the championship game. That semifinal game may be one of the games of the night coming up, if not one of the games of the weekend. It very well could be. I mean, uh, look, Villanova is a team that's really owned the Big East over the last decade, basically. I mean, Jay Wright has eight regular season titles, four Big East championships. Um, you know, I, this is they can rename the court during this uh, Jay Wright court. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, at this point, obviously, Villanova's they always have a huge fan base that shows up to this. I mean, it's gigantic. Um, so but but UConn's going to have a big fan base there, too. It should be exciting game. Typical Big East like semifinal so it'd be great for the fans voice of ari russell find him at ari russell r-u-s-s-e-l-l on social media love his follow he will be in and around the biggie semifinals and championship game for us on college basketball coast to coast you'll hear him all through uh, march 30 seconds say to the audience Uh what is this like the hair on the back of my neck is standing up right now Uh whenever i remember you and i being there for the biggie semifinal night and the championship game is longer ago than I want to admit. But what is it? What is this like to be in that arena electric? And if we get Villanova Providence for a third straight game, will Providence have the chance 
against a Villanova team that's already beaten them twice. But what is this like to be around that? Share it with the audience. Go. I, it's just energetic. I mean, there's just so much. There's just so much uh, electricity in, in that place. I mean, the fans are just very – they're very – knowledgeable fans so they know how the game works so they're not just casual so you have like really knowledgeable and and and, um, huge fan bases that show up I mean this is a big ticket I mean people come from all over from Boston you know four or five hours just to see this this is a huge deal Big East tournament is is kind even though it's kind of the granddaddy of them you know it's really the one that's had this this long extensive uh, you know uh, drag out type type concept for all these years even when they kind of have the new big east uh, if they've done a good job of transitioning it's still been a competitive league yep. you've had some of the greatest games in march uh for conference tournaments in that in that arena it's just a fantastic atmosphere should be a blast and we'll see what happens in the combination of yukon and Villanova, somebody's in the title game. And again, Providence will have their hands full with Creighton in their game. Will they make the title game? Let's see what happens uh, on Saturday. And again, you already know those results for a Big East Saturday night and an automatic bid for somebody uh, that's playing their way in. I love Ari Russell's insight. Let's do this again. Selection Sunday night next week for the NCAA tournament. Coach Ari, thank you. Let's get loaded up for your Hurricanes at the Barclays Center on a Friday night with Duke. And then also the Big East semifinals and championship game at the Garden. Ari, thank you. I always love being with you. Thanks, TJ. Always like being here. There he goes. Love the insight of Ari Russell with everything that we have rolling on there in the Big East in particular and the ACC. Still to come here on this edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast as we head for the weekend, Chris Daubertine, bloggingthebracket.com. Give me some bracketology. Who's in or not? Where are the bid stealers? Who is... Uh, Chris got us his number one seeds, etc. We'll cover all of that straight ahead. College hoop fans, the madness of March is here, and BetUS Sportsbook is your home for all of it. With championship week in full swing from the Big East at Madison Square Garden to the Big 12 in Kansas City and out to the Pac-12 in Las Vegas, if you're looking to wager on conference tourney action, do it with BetUS. And we're making it worth your while. Sign up now with BetUS, and first-time bettors will get 125% match bonus with our promo code COAST22. That's Coast 22 to get free money to wager on your favorite teams. Plus, you have future odds, live betting, and great parlay plays that await you by logging on to BetUS.com. Whether you're pulling for Duke, Kentucky, UCLA, Villanova, or Michigan State, get in on the action with us at BetUS. Again, 125% match bonus is yours to the first-time players with our promo code COAST22. You bet, you win, you get paid. Go to BetUS.com. And remember our code, COAST22. As promised, he's been so good to be with me. I feel like, you know, at this point, we're almost relatives because we've been talking so much (laughs) around the bracket. Chris Daubertine back from bloggingthebracket.com. Chris, again, does a great job with the SB Nation family of sites, in particular their bracketology. But telling me who's in or who's out, we're going to do that coming up. I want to joke with you first. What did we have Thursday, like 61, 65 yes. games? What did we have 61. Thursday? 
61 and we'll have 44 today. Uh, 44 more coming on Friday. And again, depending on when you're hearing us, the show is going to stay relevant through Saturday as we stream along on tune in on college basketball, coast to coast and in podcast form, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, find us on podcast, college basketball, coast to coast. Chris and I can only talk in the preview mode Friday. And we obviously don't know the results as I like to joke. Chris is good, but he ain't that good. He can't tell us who no. won all the games on Friday before they've played any of the games Friday. So we'll try to sort through some of this coming up. Um, one thing is for sure, we've already see some, seen some teams making their case by winning a Thursday game just in general terms. And if it continues Friday for a couple of them, this is what we keep talking about. You can advance to the neutral floor of your conference tournament and help yourself greatly in 48 hours with a couple of wins for your resume, even if you don't get the automatic bid, Chris. That is correct. And you kind of think about it, and we had a lot of teams, and you think about kind of how the margins are so narrow on the bubble this year because you have a lot of teams. I've said this before. You're going to have a lot of teams that make the NIT this year that had NCAA tournament-worthy resumes, and you're going to see that play out, especially you saw it a little bit yesterday. You're going to really see it, I think, today and tomorrow. And, and again, that selection committee that is sitting in Indianapolis weighing this, they're watching, what did you do? Now, now, it's not everything at the end, but did you help your resume in your last couple of games enough to nudge you across the finish line, even if you don't get the automatic bid? So that's what we're talking about. And, and we saw last second mayhem all over the place in a lot of these games. I mean, we can't wait for the Big East that all, that almost lost Providence and Villanova, by the way, yet they're both in the Friday night semi yep. semifinalists. Chris and I are taping. Uh, the ACC almost lost Duke right off the bat. Syracuse beating him the whole game, even without Buddy Beheim. I know you're a Syracuse guy, but I mean, that would have been a, a huge blow to the ACC's weekend if Duke is gone. Yeah, I mean, because Duke right now is hanging on to a two-seed. If they would have lost that game, they would have dropped out to a three. And that just, you know, makes things so much more difficult. You know, they were, there was that thing going around a few, a couple of weeks ago saying that Duke had asked me to place in the Chicago regional because that's where Mike Krzyzewski is from. He's from here in Chicago. You know, and, and that's all out the window once you're a three seed. Right. And two seed, it's kind of, you know, it's doubtful anyway as a two seed because it's all based on, you know, better teams get, you know, the opportunity to play closer to home, both, you know, on the first yeah. weekend and the second weekend. So, you know, they would have been a really, really bad position. And, you know, Miami even needed overtime against Boston College, which could have really put them in a bad spot. So it was it was a very weird day for the ACC. Yeah, and we still get a head-to-head Miami-Duke game again after Miami uh, defeated them in Cameron earlier in the year. That's coming on Friday night. Again, you may already know that result. If you're listening on Saturday, you will certainly know those results. Chris and I don't know those results as we release the podcast and the streaming show on TuneIn College Basketball Coast to Coast. Let's get into it. This is what we have the man here for. He blogs the bracket, the last four in, the first four out, et cetera. He does this all year long. Let's go for it. Here we go. Who's in, in or out, out for the big dance in March? All right, speaking of the ACC, so the other semifinal is Virginia Tech and North Carolina. First of all, do you believe Miami is in even if they lose to Duke? So these, these four teams that are playing in the semifinals, Duke, Carolina definitely in, yes. Miami also in right now because they made the semifinal. Yeah, Miami's in good shape. They have, you know, five 
quad one wins. They have two high quality quad one wins, which I'm going to get to that in a little bit when we talk about some of these other teams. That's a key differentiator. But yeah, Miami's going to be fine. All right, so Virginia Tech, they got the win over Notre Dame. A Friday night win, hypothetically, over North Carolina. Would that put Virginia Tech in without the automatic bid, or are they still going to need the automatic bid, Chris? Where do you have it? I think they're probably going to still need the automatic bid, even though their computer numbers are great. They're 27th against off, 33rd in the net. But they're only 1-6 against quad one still. They don't have a high-quality win, and a high-quality win is... If you look at a selection sheet, the very top of quad one, which you beat a top 30 team at home, you beat a top 75 team on the road, or you beat a top 50 team on a neutral floor. A win over North Carolina, which is not going to be an easy task, because the Tar Heels are playing their best basketball by far right now. That would be their first top-tier quad one win and their second quad one win overall. So, yeah, the Hokies still have work to do. Probably not enough, and, and we'll see how it plays out again in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. All right, Indiana, at the time that we are releasing the podcast and putting the show up on TuneIn, Indiana is readying to play uh, Illinois. They came from behind in Indianapolis to beat Michigan. Do you have them in right now without an Illinois victory? And, and if not, would an Illinois victory, even without the automatic bid, Push Indiana into your field, Chris Daubertine. I still have, I have Indiana in barely. They're one of the last four in, um, you know, three and seven against quad one, but they have a high quality quad one when having beaten Purdue. Michigan doesn't quite meet that their, uh, classification because they're 34th and needs to be in the top 30 when it's on a neutral floor. But if they beat Illinois, that's going to be a second high-quality quad one win, and they'll be in an even better position then. But again, beating Illinois, who's playing really well, is going to be you know a big ask for them. Well, and, and let's stay in the Big Ten again as we talk to Chris Dobertine of bloggingthebracket.com. I love this man's insight. So Iowa destroyed Northwestern Thursday. Uh -huh. Again, at the time that we are releasing this, they are about to take to the floor in the second game in Indianapolis with Rutgers. An enormous game for Rutgers' resume at the end here if they can beat Iowa on the neutral floor. Correct. Do you have Rutgers in or out going into that Friday game? Again, if you're listening later, you already know that result. Chris and I don't know that result. But what, do you have Rutgers in? And if not, how big is the Iowa game Friday afternoon for them? They can't lose the Iowa game, really. You know, I think they can lose it because, you know, getting Northwestern would have been bad. Um, Rutgers has the opposite problem of Virginia Tech. Their metrics are terrible. They're, you know, outside of the net top 75. They're, you know, 74th in Ken Palm. But again, and this is something the committee preached when, you, you know, this is going back to looking at when they did their bracket reveal and they had Tennessee as a three seed despite being five and six against the top tier of quad one they like those five top tier victories Rutgers has four top tier quad one wins and they're six and five against quad one as a whole so I think just the committee loves those quality wins so I think win or lose today against Iowa they're going to be okay all right we'll find out we don't know for sure and again uh, this time of year, and in this situation, like in Rutgers's case in a quarterfinal, don't lose the game. Win the game. Yeah, everybody yeah. on those committees year after year says win. Win your games at the end, and you make it easy on us. Even without the automatic bid, you make it easier on us. Uh, let's swing out west. 
uh, where in the Mountain West, it is essentially the chalk. It is the top four teams between Boise State and San Diego State and Colorado State. And who's the one, Wyoming, that also won? Over you. Do you have all four of those Mountain West teams in or still who has work to do, if not, in the Mountain West semifinal for one more impression on a neutral floor on Friday, Chris? Who, who needs uh, that? I have all four in. You know, Wyoming had to get that game against UNLV because they just lost at UNLV last week. They took care of it. It was a close game. It wasn't, you know, wasn't pretty for them, but they were able to do it. You know, and it had to be chalk for the Mountain West for that to happen. And, and I think at this point, Wyoming is the team that's closest to the cut line, but I think they're going to be okay. Wyoming playing Boise State late night, uh, Friday night. Again, you'll know these results Saturday. San Diego State will then play the nine Pacific midnight Eastern time game with Colorado State. And Chris believes all those teams are in. In Vegas in the Pac-12, we currently have Arizona, UCLA, USC firmly in. They're playing their semifinals uh, Colorado is the one variable here and the, and the Buffaloes are in a situation and they've been, they've done this before with Tad Boyle where they won four games in four days. What with a losing record to make the tournament, Colorado is the surprise team in the semifinal with Arizona on Friday night. Does Colorado have to win the automatic bid? Even the Arizona win is not going to be enough to push them across or what say you, Mr. Blogging the bracket.com. Yeah, they're one in five in quad one games. They have three quad three losses. So, you know, that really kind of damages their profile quite a bit. The good thing for them is they already beat Arizona, you know, in the past few weeks, you know, and now we don't know what's going to happen with Kirk Kreisa. You know, that's a real major blow to the Wildcats if he's out, not only long-term, but more immediately tonight in their opportunity to win a Pac-12 tournament title. Kreisa again sprained his ankle in the second half of their win, their wild win over Stanford. We don't know his status. We don't know his status for Saturday if they win. UCLA, USC, and the other one. And Chris, again, has got three teams from the Pac-12 firmly in. And Colorado would be a bid stealer if they can get yes. it done. Uh, and another team that could be a big-time big, a big time bid stealer is Oklahoma. You do not have them in right now. They have Texas Tech semifinal Friday night. You don't have Oklahoma in right now. So this is bid stealer position, wow. position for them or what? The new bracket will have them in. The new bracket has them in. Um, again, it's those quad one wins. Four and 11 against quad one, which doesn't seem all that great, but they have three top tier quad one wins. And, and you know, your top 35 in Ken Palm, 38th in the net. Um, no bad losses, except, you know, they played Butler in the Big East Challenge back in, you know, December. That's like their worst loss. So I, I, I think that Oklahoma really made a statement yesterday. And not only that, they shook up the one seed rates by knocking Baylor out early. All right. Yeah, they beat they beat Baylor. Um, and now they play Texas Tech. TCU playing Kansas for the third time in about a week and a half, including the makeup game. And there were wild games. <laughs> yeah. Is TCU in right now? You have them in? Yeah. Or do they need this? No, TCU's up around the 6-7 seed range right now All right. after beating Texas yesterday. All right, good enough for that on the Big 12. Just another couple of moments here with Chris Daubertine. Reminder, we are brought to you in part here on College Basketball Coast to Coast by Ticket Smarter. If you're looking for tickets for any of these games Friday night in the preview mode, in the semifinals every which direction from Madison Square Garden uh, to uh, Indianapolis to Las Vegas, back to Tampa Bay, uh, here back to Tampa and downtown Tampa for the SEC tournament that we haven't talked about uh, as of yet, Ticket Smarter, their app, 
TicketSmarter.com. Use our promo code COAST22 for college basketball coast to coast. COAST22 gets you $10 off every time you use our code with Ticket Smarter all the way through the NCAA tournament, the Final Four. Use that code. Use Ticket Smarter. 100% guarantee for your purchase. Again, a great selection of all the games every which direction. And use our promo code COAST22 for 10 bucks off with Ticket Smarter. Think Smarter. Ticket Smarter. Proud sponsor of what we're doing here. And that's going to be a tough ticket in Kansas City with Kansas up on the floor uh, there in the first semifinal game against TCU for that one. I mentioned the SEC tournament. What an upset uh, for Vanderbilt. Uh, knocking off Alabama, such an erratic team. That one happening on Thursday night. So that means that Vanderbilt uh, gets to plug in here. Uh, instead of Alabama, they get to plug in against Kentucky in the uh, in the upcoming late night matchup in Tampa Bay. Big Blue Nation descending uh, here mm-hmm. on on uh, on Tampa Bay. So that'll be the late night game on Friday night. Um, I, I've, I've been saying watch out for that LSU team as a real fly in the ointment. Uh, Texas A&M gets the win over Florida. Chris, just give me a thought on a quarterfinal Friday of the SEC here. Uh, any thoughts, anything, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, well, the Aggies need to beat Auburn, obviously. I think that, you know, beating Florida was not going to be enough. It's not close to enough. They have to, they have to get to at least Saturday and probably to Sunday to the final to really have a shot. Um, Florida, one in three all-time in conference tournament games played in the state of Florida. Wow. Which is just just awful. And that's, I think, a big, big reason why the SEC doesn't play in Florida more frequently. Um, and, and that game also has tremendous impact on the number one seed line because, you know, if Auburn loses that game, that puts Kentucky in the driver's seat, I think, for that fourth number one seed. And especially with the Wildcats now having the theoretically easier opponent in Vanderbilt, I think that really has the opportunity to shake things up the way that Oklahoma's win over Baylor shook things up in the Big 12. All right, so Kentucky again playing late night, Friday night again. We don't know the results of the quarterfinals. It'll be Saturday semifinals. We suspect some chalk will make it through. Chris, quick opinion from you. Chris Dobertine blogging the bracket with us uh, here from bloggingthebracket.com. If Kentucky were to lose before the championship game somewhere along the way, is a one seed still in play for anybody else in the SEC, or you don't have anybody else other than Kentucky as a one seed, even if they win the SEC tournament? What's your take on that? Well, I think all, it's you know it's a straight shot between Auburn and Kentucky, whichever one gets furthest. I think that they will probably end up on the number one line. You were not going to have a situation where there were going to be two Big 12 teams and two SEC teams was probably going to be one and one. And I think that, you know, whichever team gets further gets it. All right. We will find out a lot to play out on Friday. Again, if they're hearing us on Saturday, these uh, championship games that we don't know the matchups on, we will see, will we get Villanova and Providence for a third time? We don't know. What are, what are we going to get? Are we going to get Kansas, Texas Tech, for example, in the Big 12 championship game? We don't know that answer. Are we going to get a UCLA, Arizona, Chris Dobertine, in the Pac-12 title game? We don't know that answer. I just no. know this. There's no less drama for any of these games with the automatic bid, and, and a lot of the heavyweights will probably be in the championship game. That's fair, right, in general terms? I think so. I think that's going to be the case. I think that especially when you get in situations where teams have to have already played two games um, in two days, I think the third game is where you're going to start seeing others fall off. 
And do we get Duke Carolina in the ACC title game or maybe neither one of them? I know the ACC doesn't want Virginia yeah. Tech Miami, even though they're not going to make a PA announcement <laughs> about that. They don't want that one. They want some combination of Duke and North Carolina to be in the title game. We'll find out what happens. Uh, Chris, again, I always love your insight. Uh, follow him on social media, Chris Dobbertine, D-O-B-B-E-R-T-E-A-N bloggingthebracket.com. How many times are you going to update the bracket, the first four in, the last four out over the course of the next 48 hours? Uh, the bracket gets updated shortly after we finish this. <laughs> Bubble will get updated as events warrant. So I usually try to do one right before the night session after I do one before the day session. Sure. And then, you know, Saturday's a little different because it's more conference championship games than anything else and things kind of die down. But, uh, Friday's a busy one. And right now, the Daubertine last four in, those names are? The last four in right now are Oklahoma, Indiana, Xavier, and Notre Dame. How about that? And that's subject to change. And the and this is going into Friday again, to clarify for the audience, the last four out going into Friday, maybe somebody that can still help themselves. The, the first four out are? Virginia Tech, SMU, Wake Forest, and VCU. All right. So there's a, and there's a couple teams, three of them in there that can still do damage this weekend and maybe help themselves. Yep. Uh, we will find out what happens. Chris, great job. Thank you so much for this. Cannot wait to talk more brackets with you as you blog the bracket along on college basketball, coast to coast. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, TJ. Always love the man's insight again, blogging the bracket.com, the SB nation of sites, Uh, Chris Dobertine does a fantastic job. And guess what? That's going to do it. We set the table for Friday and head into Saturday. The mayhem of all these games. Selection Sunday night show, by the way, coming Sunday night for college basketball coast to coast on podcast and streaming on TuneIn. Again, find us on the TuneIn channel. We'll have the live coverage Saturday night of the Conference USA Championship game. Again, I don't know who the finalists are till we get to Saturday night. we got to play out the semifinals on Friday. But we'll be on the air 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central Time. Tyler Jones joins me for the live play-by-play call from Frisco, Texas, CUSA title game. And we're back with a selection Sunday night show as well for college basketball coast-to-coast. For now, we're done. For Ari Russell and Chris Daubertine, I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy all the action this weekend, and thank you for being with us on College Basketball Coast to Coast.